Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Narcissists can drive you into such a mentally exhausted and deep depressive state that you can start to develop unhealthy coping mechanisms. I've been there. I tried to drown myself in alcohol. And when I left my narcissist, I found talk therapy to be extremely beneficial for me to process and identify that I was being abused. If you are having any thoughts of self-harm or life is meaningless, then I strongly recommend that you reach out for help and speak to a professional. This is why I specifically chose, out of all the sponsors, BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs. And then you are matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything Yushi. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. The link is in the show notes. This is season five, episode 23, toxic relationships in human design, generators versus projectors. Hmm. So today we're going to be doing the first of many series. I really feel called and responding talking more about how human design can help you heal from narcissistic abuse. And I just want to make a point here before we get into the topic we're talking today is that human design is a self-discovery tool, just like the Enneagram and all the other fun personality tools. The thing that sets human design apart is it combines a whole bunch of ancient systems that help kind of describe people's themes and traits. And when you have this unique of a combination of information, you really can delve deep into who you truly are as a unique body, as a unique soul. And this is why I love human design. And I shied away from talking about it for a while. I used to talk about it a lot when this podcast was called The Thriving Intuitive. Um, And I just needed to find my way as all of us are finding our way on our own path. I didn't quite understand how human design helped in healing narcissistic abuse. And I also was processing everything that I was going through on a higher level. And then also what I was going through with my own family and going through the whole narcissist awareness year last year, I kind of put the human design on a back burner and felt also that it was putting me and others and especially my children as I was talking and really processing the information more into a box. And I didn't want to tell my children, oh, that's okay. You're a particular type. So you don't have to do this or you have a shortcoming because you're this particular type. I want them to conquer anything, no matter what type they are. I didn't want them to feel like, well, I'm lesser than because I'm this type. 
And so it took a long time for me to really process and digest this information. And I actually delved into astrology more, which has helped me master human design. It's almost like I see a chart now and boom, instantly it just all clicks. And that's part of the process, the timing and mastery of energy and our healing process in life. And so I wanted to share that with you just to give you a caveat of where my journey has been and why I'm going to start talking about it every week on the podcast. I think it's really beneficial. I think it's almost like my soul is finally said, hey, you got it. Like I've been trying to tell you this this whole time. And I'm thinking as my ego person going, this is genius. So this really is the key to unlocking the puzzle of you, your energetic self of maybe why you were stuck in this toxic relationship cycle, why you were duped by the narcissist, all the different things, why you operate at such a unique way that you feel like you don't belong. This is why I'm going to be sharing more about human design and of course, reading more charts for people. Because when I do, and recently I have, it's been so fulfilling. It's been this surge of energy that is abundant when I get to see them be seen heard and validated and seeing tears come to their eyes by just being, you know, affirmed and seen by really what has pained them for so long and so many lies have been told to them about themselves. So here it is, the human design. Here we go into our series of combining human design and narcissistic abuse recovery. And I'm really excited to see how this journey takes place. Before we go into commercial break, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Sunny Days 42. Thank you so much for your review. She wrote, thank you for this podcast. I love how Raven Scott talks about not just breaking free from narcissism, but how to reconnect to self and heal. I love that empathy can still be a strength, but with wisdom and boundaries. Thank you, Raven. My pleasure. You're welcome. I'm so happy to share this with you. Thank you for your podcast and book. It has helping me through this dark period. Thank you for sharing your story, end quote. I have heard this countless of times, and I am so grateful. My guidebook is to serve you in your healing journey, and it weaves my story into lessons and is a must-read on your self-discovery journey. I've included 20-plus healing resources, such as guided meditations, exercises, and journal prompts to heal and to understand your human design and some astrology concepts as well. You can buy your copy of my book, Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, Manipulation, and Learn How to Live Your True Self with Human Design 101, on Amazon and listen on Audible. And if you've read my book and you're wondering how to interpret your human design chart as I cover that in chapter 12, I'd be happy to read your chart for you. Click the link in the show notes for your human design reading. Don't forget, for a limited time only, you can grab your free copy on Audible. Just sign up in the link in the show notes and I will email you your own special code to redeem your free copy. Your natural anxiety relief starts today. As Camilla Smith shares on episode 89 of the podcast, what we consume in our body directly affects our brain and stress. Muscle tension from repressed anxiety, irritability, and overwhelm are all side effects of trapped negative emotions in your body. 
you can get relief and feel your best with their research-backed supplements and feel a reduction of anxiety within one week of using Become. I take it and it is amazing. Try it now and get one-on-one expert support that addresses the root of your worry and anxiousness. Use code RAVEN30 for 30% off your first full month at joinbecome.co. That's joinbecome.co. The link is in the show notes. So I'm going to kick off this topic about human design with the toxic interactions in relationships in the human design types series. And we'll take two types and we'll do a case study and look at them. Two of these two types combining and interacting in the low vibration, the unconscious way of interacting. So here we go. So the human design explanation of this toxic relationship with a generator and a projector. The generator has a motor inside of their being. They are a doing energy. It's called the sacral center and it is colored in and defined. It's a square just above the very bottom square. They are the energizer bunnies. I personally am a generator. If that gives you any example, if you see me pushing out so much content, this is the Energizer Bunny. The projector has an open sacral center, so that center is white, and they are an amplifier of the generator's energy. So imagine like a radio. The radio is receiving and then pumping out the music through the speakers. The projector is the radio. The station producing and broadcasting out the music for others to listen to, that is the generator. So what happens is that whatever open center that is, that's intensifying and that's amplifying. So it kind of gives that projector a false sense that they can do anything. But then once they've run out of energy, they collapse and they're exhausted. And when they're around a bunch of people who have that sacral defined, it helps them get things done. Like if they go to school or you're at work. But when you get home, all you want to do is veg. And maybe you feel guilty about that because your parents made you feel guilty. But I would say don't. Don't feel guilty. I think we all feel that, especially as empaths, even when we are sacral beings. So the clash arrives when the generator is unaware of this even happening, that there is a sacral being, we call them, those who have defined sacrals, and a non-sacral being that we call those who have an open sacral center. And they're not aware of this even happening. They don't understand this. And to be honest, I think we all do this when we're unconscious, is we expect everybody to think like us, to be like us, to act like us. And so the Energizer Bunny is going around and has a whole bunch of things that they want to do. Let's say we're talking about a couple in a house and we'll give this case study. For instance, the generator is the narcissist and the projector is the empath, let's say. The narcissist has an agenda. They've got a whole bunch of things they want to do. And so they're like tearing up the house in a big tornado, not considering anybody's feelings. And let's say they're saying that they want the house cleaned. Well, the projector is just sitting there minding their own business, maybe drawing or doodling or doing some art or watching some TV. 
And as an empath, you're already so thrown by all this energy that's going around you that you start to feel this real like anxiety. And then you feel the projector feels the anxiety, feels this intense amount of like doing energy. And then they feel guilty to get up and maybe do whatever the generator is doing. Now with a the narcissist, there's intense verbal abuse and assault that happens. So there's criticism, there's putting you down. And there's like calling you lazy and you always move so slow. You're a sloth, like it's a bad quality. And the projector does sometimes move slow and sometimes the projector moves fast because they're amplifying the generators doing energy. But for the most part in their natural state, they are slow. They're not doing nothing. They are observing everything. So they're seeing all there is to see. And they're labeled lazy by those who are doing and busy and like literally chasing their tails in a circle. And the sloth-like, beautiful, divine, wise projector is looking at them and going, why are you chasing your tail? You can just do this right over here. It's so much easier. Just like open up your pathway and like do it this way. And this is the magic of the projector is they have that wise counsel to guide and to direct the generator's energy. But if that's not recognized, if we've got some emotional verbal abuse going on with them being who they are, you've got a real toxic combination of just always feeling like they're never good enough, the projector's never fast enough, can never accomplish enough, is worth nothing, cannot contribute to society, but on the contrary, when they are enabled, when they're encouraged, and they, that you as the projector embrace who you are, you can accomplish great things, beyond great things. And for instance, to give you a case study celebrity, Barack Obama is a projector. So just because you may not have an energy center doesn't mean that you can't get stuff done, right? You delegate, you guide, you, you're a visionary, and you can get so much done through all of your wisdom and getting a team of generators to help you along in this process. Now let's take a look and see if at the roles reversed. The projector is the narcissist and the generator is the empath. I would say most all narcissists kind of in general, one of the red flags is that they are lazy. They don't follow, follow through on their actions and they sit back and let you work around and scurry around them. So this is not at all like only projector narcissists do this, but this is an example in my head of how I envision the projector narcissist. Now, because they are not a sacral being, they don't have as much energy to do a lot. They, they can do a lot, but as far as that innate sacral center, it's white and it amplifies. They will be the critic sitting on the sofa. They will be sitting there as you're delivering them food and saying, oh, you miss this, you know, oh, I didn't want this. I wanted salt, not pepper. They'll be seeing everything at the wide angle of how things should be done, yet not waiting for the invitation to share their wisdom. They'll just tell you and blurt it out and it coming from a more of a criticizing point of view, let's say. 
and you're the energizer bunny as the generator empath and so you're scurrying around maybe you got takeout and they got the wrong order and you have to go all the way back to the restaurant and get the right order that's happened to me and because this particular narcissist does not want to eat their mistake he's so picky reach out to me let me know how picky your narcissist was i feel like they're like adult toddlers and they're very very picky about their food maybe that was just my experience and so their delegation and their vision is more focused in on their environment and controlling their environment and you doing all of the work because they, as a non-sacral being, notice that it's more exhausting for them to pitch in or do something. And they see that you can do it. And innately, narcissists are lazy. So they're going to guilt you into doing it, expect you to do it. It's like an unspoken agreement that you do all the dishes, the laundry, the house chores, you get all the food prepared and take the kids wherever they need to go, right? As they sit either at their working desk or the sofa, either place. They're not contributing to the family as a whole. They are just sitting there and delegating and criticizing and telling how you should do this better, where There's no appreciation for your efforts and what you do. This I see as the reverse roles of the toxic relationship dynamics between a projector and a generator. You each have a unique role together. The projector sees the big picture and gives guidance and makes beautiful grand speeches or just says, this is how you need to do it. And they're so matter of fact and they're so clear on what needs to be done but the trick is that they need to be invited in to share that wisdom otherwise it falls on deaf ears so generators out there which is the majority of us we need to notice and we need to ask our projector friends family partners how do you think i should do this before you just step into anything get their advice on how something's designed graphically get their advice on how to do something Just think through out loud, like, I'm thinking of doing this and that, especially if you're a manifester, manifesting generator, you have that informing information. You're like, I have this inspiration. I want to do this. What do you think? And the projector will say, yeah, that's a great idea. I would start by doing A, B, C. And you're like, brilliant. That's totally right. And then you can direct your energy straight on to what you need to do. So when it comes to this toxic clash, of energy, it can be extremely difficult, excruciating. The generator is working really hard. The generator can run the risk of burnout, like I said, because you're chasing your tail in circles and you just don't know what to do, but you just do something, especially if you have an open root center. You feel like you have to do the pressure to do, 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 get done just to relieve the pressure, but the pressure never goes away. And so you, generator, either you're an empath or the generator is the narcissist. This is a thing where it's like it's, this is where we have to let go of all the labels, right? This is the tricky part where I was avoiding talking about human design. We have to let go of all the labels. If you're toxic, if you're unconscious, if you're an empath, if you're highly sensitive, you can identify with who you are. But no matter who you are, if you are a generator type, You need to stop running the risk of burning out. Stop putting other people down because you don't know what to do. 
just ask a projector and say, hey, what should I do? And of course, the narcissist, that personality disorder needs to go to therapy to awaken to the fact that they need to ask for help, which is like kryptonite to them. They hate asking for help. They hate looking imperfect. They hate taking advice. So again, there's the toxicity right there. So if you're a projector and you're interacting with a generator narcissist, just cut your losses, cut that negativity out. And until they can really shift and change themselves, you got to make your own path away from that generator who is putting you down because generators need to respond to the projector's wisdom and the projector needs to be invited in. Do you see how it's a dance? It's a tango just like a healthy relationship. So the toxicity comes when there is no dance and there's a push or there's a pull or there's this person who's sitting resentful as a projector looking to be lazy. And there's this person who they're just chasing their tails in a circle, a generator who's, you know, throwing darts at the person sitting. This is the dynamic is that spinning, spinning like tornado of let's call it the narcissist generator, the unconscious super shadowy generator. And then you have the projector who's really resentful that no one listens to them. No one hears them. No one takes their advice. They're always labeled as lazy. So why try, right? This is that kind of just limp flower type. And so this toxic interaction creates that, creates a tornado and it creates the limp flower. And so if we can interact in the puzzle, of understanding generator, you need to respond to something and ask for advice and invite the projector in. That's where you're gonna get that beautiful dance, the beautiful conscious interaction with the projector and the generator. If you wish to find the path of ease and abundance, befriend a projector. Speaking to all the generators, mangens, all the types, all the types out there, befriend a projector and ask them how you should do something before you do it. Human design can give you so much clarity to allow you to exit out of the toxic patterns in a relationship. You can learn more about this. I'm going to dive even deeper in a video in the Empath Healing Community where I have a fast-growing library of narcissist education, healing meditations, as well as the human design education on these very topics that I'm talking about today. I hope that this information was helpful and useful to you and eye-opening. This is the goal to combine how to overcome the pain from narcissistic abuse, find out who you are in your unique blueprint to live narc-free and to feed all their lies. I really appreciate all of you for listening. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, click follow and subscribe to this podcast. Take a screenshot and share it to your socials and tag me at Raven Scott Show. And a rate and review would be so much appreciated to share with other potential newcomers to the community how this episode can benefit them and how this episode has impacted you in your healing journey. And head on over to the Empath Healing Support Facebook group to join in the conversation and comment on the latest post what your human design type is. I know you don't have to imagine coming to the realization that the person that you are married to is neither capable or has the desire to love you. 
You have lived firsthand with a person who has no care or compassion for your difficulties or trials. I remember when I first left my ex, how I felt like I lost everyone. We are not meant to go through these extreme hard times alone. We are meant to heal in community in ritual and in circles and to have people pull us out of our stuck patterns. This is why I've created the Empath Healing Community. We are an uplifting community of like-minded empaths on a similar healing journey. I hold monthly healing circles and coaching Q&A events and a vast growing library of meditations, human design, and narcissist abuse recovery education. If you are ready to discover how unique you are through your human design chart, overcome the pain of your past from narcissistic abuse, and transform from survivor to thriver, then get ready. It will rock your world and bring new light to the fog the narcissist has placed over you. I'm excited to see you subscribe and in the community. As a sampler, hop into the free Empath Healing Facebook community and join the discussion on this episode's topic today. Look out for the live Q&A events there. Click the link in the show notes. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of